All right, welcome to Sons of Fantasy Football Week 15 podcast brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. Uh, it's semifinals, Final Four, four teams left. Um, before we start tonight, we should probably, you know, three of us got into NBA a little bit. We should probably acknowledge uh, the death of Craig Sager, 65 years old from leukemia. Anybody, I mean, I know we're not really in the business of reporting on sports, but... Uh, Anybody that wants to be, he's definitely someone that they should probably look up to. He was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Um, wasn't a huge fan of his outfit choices. No, nothing that nothing that the three of us could ever pull off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Kev. Kind of quirky and wasn't a huge fan of that, but as far as just impact on reporting and uh, obviously in the NBA. You can, just, you, can, you can just tell when someone's a good dude. Mm. He was... He was definitely one, so definitely. Uh, it will definitely be hard to replace in the NBA landscape, which you're getting back into tomorrow night, right, Ed? Yeah. Yeah, so I got Ed and Shane with me. Ed's back after his one-week hiatus. Stein moved on, so he's allowed to stay on the podcast this week. And uh, we didn't invite Brandon back, so he <laughs> <laughs> might have had a girls' basketball game tonight or something like that, so... Uh, just the three amigos back, and uh, Shane, you have some trivia for us. I do, and uh, I think it's a tough one tonight. Um, in honor of <clears throat> Jamal Anderson, we're going to go with a running back question today. Um, Jamal and his dirty bird. <laughs> Jamal Anderson had 34 career rushing touchdowns. Seems pretty low, right, for a guy that we thought would pretty good he really only had one good season i feel like he had like a four-year window in the nfl he had like one good year yeah that was really the super bowl year yeah it was really the only year but yeah that one year was ridiculous yeah 98 he had 14 touchdowns the rest of his career highest total was seven um, what were the yards like um yeah he had four thousand yard seasons because so if you get 1200 yards and seven touchdowns I feel like that's an okay season, right? He had a thousand yard, thousand and two. Okay. I mean, see, so four thousand yard seasons, but the, the ninety eight season was ridiculous. Eighteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Fourteen touchdowns. But him and Terrell Davis were incredible that year. Yeah. But anyway, he had thirty four career rushing touchdowns. Right now, he had forty one total. There are thirteen active players that have more than forty touchdowns, forty rushing touchdowns. Can you name the 13 players with 40 or more rushing touchdowns? Adrian Peterson. AP is number one. He has 97. Um, I'll go with my dad's boy, Dr. Zayas himself from Planet of the Apes, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is number two, 74. Shady is number five. He has 57. Does David Johnson have 40 this year? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's close. It's getting close. All right. Um, for real, though. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles is tied for 12th with 43. Matt Forte. Matt Forte is 8th. He has 52. You probably can't answer this, but are all these players running backs? Um, maybe. <laughs> <All right. laughs> It's not worth a guess yet. So. <laughs> and there's only one person that you can guess. So, um, wow. DeMarco Murray? DeMarco Murray is also tied for 12. Nice. With 43. Skating by by the skinnier teeth here. Yeah, that's me. This is where this is where it gets tough. 
You guys got you guys got pretty much the easiest ones, I think. Sure does. <laughs> Gotta think outside the box here on this question. So I'm guessing what I'm thinking is not right then, huh? Eddie Lacy. Eli Lacy does not have 40 rushing touchdowns in his career. I'm not really sure he, he's below 33, I think, which was the last number that was on the list that I had. Um, LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt is 10th. He has 45 touchdowns. It's the other one I was going to say, and I didn't do it. There's only two guys left on the list here that are still starters. In the NFL. And all of them are on a team right now? Like. Don't know about one of them. Okay. If he's on. Okay, but like Marshawn and Ray Rice are out of play here. That's, that's what correct. we're saying. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out. <clears throat> you want to keep going, Ed? Alright, um, I don't have one right now, but. <laughs> There's two that are still starters? The one might possibly be the reason for the question. Kind of struck me. This is an awful. No, I can't. I can't even make that guess. The one, one of them that is a starter is on a playoff team for our league. Huh. Does nothing for me. I don't even know who's still in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart's eleventh. He has forty-four. Okay, and then I'm going to guess if, if Jonathan Stewart's one, I'm going to guess D'Angelo Williams is also on this D'Angelo list. D'Angelo Williams is fourth. 60 touchdowns. <laughs> that's, all, that's awful. That is crazy. That, this is a bad list. 60 touchdowns for D'Angelo. Oh, that's incredible. He's 33 years old. Um, 60? Yeah. Some good burn there in Carolina. He's really had a nice career. He has. Ed, you don't think Lev's on this list? How many years has he been in the league? I don't know. I'm not a historian. <laughs> he's pretty, like, pretty sure this is his third year. Oh, really? It's only, only his third year? I'm pretty sure. I thought... I think it's his fourth. Fourth. Is it? I thought it was yeah, his fourth. Yeah, I, I... We're going to check that then. Um, how many did Blunt have? One had 45. Okay. Some big names here. Four names left. Some yeah, three, big, big three, six, backs. seven, and nine. Former fantasy build your team around guys. And one... This is absurd. Currently a build-your-team-around guy. There's people just screaming right now as they listen to this. Is it it that easy? I mean, if you think about who were the build-your-guys-around five years ago, then yeah, this is easy. (laughs) I don't think Tomlinson was still in the league. (laughs) One owner in our league tried to build their team around this guy as... Early as last year. Oh. Yeah, that, yes. 
Oh, he's, on, Johnson, he's on this number list. Six. He has fifty-five. That's a good guess. He's definitely on that list. Where, where do you, you have Aaron Foster on here now? Aaron Foster is seven. Okay, he has fifty-four. Well, he retired, so he's still considered active until the end of the year. Is he? Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like you made that rule up, but. <laughs> <laughs> This number three, the last two are hard. Uh, the one guy is the—he's the one that I'm not positive he's on a team, but he's—he was active going into this year, was on a roster. Oh, one that is Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson is number three. He has 69. And the last one is kind of the reason for the question. <laughs> he stood out from everyone else. Cam Newton. Cam Newton has 48 touchdowns already rushing. I can't believe that. That's I cannot believe that. He's the ninth active leader in rushing touchdowns. That's. I couldn't. I couldn't guess it. I didn't. That's with a. I don't even know how many he has this year. He can't have many. Maybe no. Three, four. No. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think he's has many at all. That was brutal. Really hard. I don't think Stephen Jackson should be on this list, and I don't think Aaron <laughs> Foster should be either. So. I'm on NFL.com, <laughs> and yeah, they, they are listed as active. They don't update their website. <laughs> All right, um, Shane, do you want to recap the quarterfinals? Because you're probably the only person that was paying attention <laughs> to it. Um, I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, the two pretty, they weren't really close games. They weren't close games. Two blowouts. Um, my matchup with Papa Cause. I mean, I had Le'Veon Bell and he didn't. That's pretty much what it came down to. I mean, someone puts up fifty-one point eight points, you're you're not going to lose very often. Um, that was, that was just kind of the difference in our matchup. Um, not really much else need, needs to be said. The other matchup, I mean, Butler gets a big blow with Gordon going down. It didn't really matter, though. Um, sure, puts up a huge week. Um, Butler's guys just didn't have it. I mean, you got two good outputs from McCoy and Murray. Murray. Pickups. Melvin Gordon getting hurt, I think, pretty much ended his day. Yeah, that pretty much ended it. I mean, but either way, sure, puts up another big week with 138. Um Gets kind of production all the way around. Yeah. I mean, nothing. I mean, the Falcons D were his high score with 31. That was a huge, huge blow, but gets other five other guys and double, six other guys in double digits. So just got steady production all, all the way around. Yep. And now the story of the Final Four is one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> there's three really good teams, and then there's. Fegley. Um, <laughs> he, he did text me a couple days ago and said, You're, you get to play the worst fantasy playoff team in the history. Yes, of, uh, he wanted that to be his question for when we <laughs> preview his team. He wanted to know if this is the worst playoff team ever assembled. <laughs> and I threw in the other caveat of that won their division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get right into the first semifinal matchup. Clan versus take your ball and go home. We'll start off with the clan, the two seed, winner of the Elway division. Um, first question, we're going to go with about three questions for each team tonight. Going to really dive in here. Ed looks so thrilled. <laughs> um, is, is Bilal Powell as good as any trade deadline acquisition that was made in the league this year for Fegley right now? Getting him with Forte out. He traded for him? No, no but he, he, like getting Powell with Forte out because it's like almost like acquiring a player. Like, is that his. Oh, that, I follow. Yeah. I thought he drafted him all year. That's why I was confused by the question. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to say not as good as Shady McCoy. I think that one probably was the. I'd, I'd take. I'd rather have McCoy over yeah. um, over Powell, but definitely huge. Um, especially fresh, fresh legs, though. Fresh legs. I mean, he looked great. Obviously, it was San Francisco last week. Tough barometer. Um, you never know. the The Niners' run D is is kind of poor, but he comes back with Miami though. Who I'm, I'd, I'd just say is top three in yards allowed. I don't think they're good. I don't know. Are we sure they're? Are we sure they're good? They're like middle of the road defense. Um, against the run, but 
Yeah, I'll put him at I'll put him at number two right behind McCoy. Um, just about as good as you can do, and which is really the kind of the break that he needed. Uh, he needed he needed one of those guys to separate themselves and be the only back in New York. Yeah, I mean, it's still not sure. Forte said he wants to play this week. Um, I I have I highly doubt that he's going to. Um, came out he has a torn meniscus. He said it's been torn all all year. <laughs> he's been playing through it. Um, but <clears throat> I, I highly doubt that they're going to let him play. I think Powell gets a big workload this week, and that's a big boost for Begley's squad. I mean, if he doesn't get something like that, I mean, I think he was in trouble. But now it kind of kind of evens things out a little bit. You get a, a number one running back who's bound to get 20, 20 25 touches this week. It's huge. Ed, I think, um, well, you and I can't use him in FanDuel on Sunday because he's playing the Saturday night game, but I think I remember you liking Powell's skill set in the offseason. soon as I saw Forte get hurt last week, I mean, I obviously went right to the wire and was like, is Powell available? I couldn't remember if anyone stashed him or not. And I saw he was on Fegley's team and I was very unhappy. Um, obviously, obviously it's a big boost. Nice nice when you can hit on, on a handcuff like that. Um, get some clarity in a backfield it is always a huge thing, especially this time of year. Um, there's really no one else behind Powell, so you know get some clarity there and Forte's out you're, you're getting a big boost you're getting an automatic pretty much an RB1 doesn't even matter if he's on a bad team Yeah, someone that's going to get all the carries I can't even touches. tell you another running back on that team it might be Steven Ridley I don't know if he's still with the Jets I don't even know I, I don't know if it matters um, yeah that's what happens alright and the Rams have already started to dick me over <laughs> well let's talk about this that was my next bullet point perfect uh, Fegley's got a lot invested in this Thursday night game. Uh, Rams on the road at Seattle. He's got Doug Baldwin. They gave him that first. Wow. Um, Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, and Seahawks defense. Uh, nothing really big's happened so far for any of these group. But are you uh you worried about these guys tonight? Has to be. I mean, especially you have to be worried about the defense. Definitely have to be worried about the Seahawks defense. I mean, there's there's a clear clear shot here for a shutout. Um, uh, there just is, especially after this drive. If they don't score here, not taking the points, getting a field goal. I mean, there's a legitimate shot of them. That's a terrible spot. Yeah, I think that might get reviewed. <laughs> um, I don't think he got it, but they they miss an opportunity there. I mean, if they don't score here, there, there's a legit shot that they don't score tonight, and the Seahawks can definitely put up a defensive touchdown of some sort put up a 25 30 point night and that's a huge huge swing mm-hmm. um, it's it's tough especially in defense when the swings are i are i feel like are a little more violent in the defense yeah teams Just, because yeah you get so many the, the defensive scoring it's you terrible. A, if you get a t- if you get a touchdown it's a such a huge swing um even if you have a defense that doesn't give up a lot of points but if they don't score um they're not going to do nearly as well so I mean, obviously, yeah. Worried about the Seahawks. I'm not too worried about the rest of the game. I actually didn't think it was going to be too high scoring. No. Um, I thought... I don't know what the over-under was in this one. 38, I believe it was. Okay. So, I mean, his other guys... Uh, I wasn't too worried. I was kind of actually... I'm kind of actually happy when you face someone that has a bunch of Thursday night matchups. If it was on a Sunday, I think I'd be a little more worried. Eddie, Eddie did you like either of the pass catchers for Seattle tonight in this one? Thursday night game, he's probably going to have a good uh, 
crystal ball of whether or not he's going to win. I mean, he's got five guys rolled out in this. We kind of breezed over that. He also has Kenny Brown on the other side um, and his kicker, too. So he's got five guys rolled out in this lineup. So if there's not some points in this game, Shane's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think I would have been happier if I was Feglian starting one of these two guys. Um, when you start both of them, you kind of need both of them to catch a touchdown. And it's <clears throat> just not a game I want to play in Seattle, at least. I mean, Seattle and L.A., well, the Rams, always tend to play ugly games, I feel like. I mean, I think we all feel going into this one Seattle's going to dominate, but they always seem to muck it up a little bit, play, play just really ugly football. And Thursday night games have already shown they're usually ugly. So this, this could turn out to be a real kind of disastrous night for Fegley. I mean, it, this, this matchup could almost be over by tonight yeah. if it doesn't turn out with some points on the board for his squad. Yeah, and the Rams. Look... Me, like side note, side question. I mean, throwing Kenny Britton in the flex, he kind of locks himself in because I don't think Tevin Coleman's coming out, Powell's not coming out, Murray's not coming out. What if Adrian Peterson plays? He he put Britt in last minute. He did. He switched Britt back in for him for Moncrief. Yeah. First flex. I mean, you're Britt... not taking Coleman out against San Francisco because if he gets any touches, it's going to be explosive. Peterson isn't playing this week, right? He said he's probably looking at playing next week. Yeah. So. Even so, I mean, Moncrief sitting on the bench. I mean, I know it's Minnesota, but I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of locked yeah. himself in. Yeah, I wouldn't have rolled it with Pritt, Pritt on a Thursday night, but he's been sneaky really good, Pritt, or consistent at least. So, which, uh, speaking of lineup decisions, which quarterback would you guys play? Luck against Minnesota or Cap against uh, Atlanta? Because I feel like this isn't that close. And I'm in favor of cap. This is a, this is a tough one. I mean, you got the theory of if you got a stud, you play him. But <laughs> it's kind of Bucks hurt. Tough matchup on the road. Kaepernick has what seems to be a decent matchup at Atlanta, where teams I've, I feel like have shown can put some points on the board. Um, I saw Colin Kaepernick play last week, and he's so bad. He's so bad. Um, I think I'd I think I'd stick with Luck, but I'm not confident. Yeah, it's tough both ways. I mean, Cap's only going over 23 times this year. He's not good. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think even though it's a tough matchup, I think there's a higher higher ceiling with Luck. I mean, he's just a better player, so I think. Knowing that you need the points, I think you go with luck. Atlanta's going to score on San Francisco. I'm pretty confident in that. <laughs> I think <laughs> you guys correct. would agree with me. That's correct. So that's going to open up some avenues for Cap. Um, I'm not sure Minnesota can even score on Indianapolis. So I will say this. <clears throat> I think if he needs an absolute like monster game, I actually think I'd go Kaepernick. Because I think there's potential, for, more potential for that game to be real high scoring. Um, I, I don't really foresee the Indianapolis-Minnesota game getting into both teams getting into the 30s area. Um, I could definitely see the Falcons game getting into close to that territory. Um, I could also see the Falcons just absolutely destroying San Francisco. So yeah. that's kind of where the, the dilemma dilemma rises. Yeah, I guess I, I could see that too. From one team's quarterback to the other, let's move over to your team, Stein. Um, what's Tom's ceiling this week? Um, ceiling, I'll put him at 25 points. Ceiling. I, I think it's more 16, 17. And you're good with that, I'm right? okay with that. I figured. I, I, obviously, tough matchup. He doesn't usually play well at Denver um, throughout his career. Um, obviously, a great defense. Um... That being said, still still the Patriots. They still like to throw the ball a lot. Um, I just fully expect them to come out and throw for r- roughly 250 yards and at least a score. So. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think Brady's showing he can play wherever he wants right now. I don't think Denver's the same team they were last year. Um, I just don't think the offense stays on the field enough. They're actually fourth 
since I haven't pulled up. They're fourth worst in the league against the run this year, so I think that allows them to get blunt going a little bit, uh, which I think will help them. I don't think they have to go in and be as one-dimensional as they were in the playoffs last year and just get eaten up by that pass rush like, like they did. Uh, I think they're going to be able to stay more balanced. I think that helps Brady. Um, I'd say 22 is the ceiling. I think he probably gets close to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good with either of those numbers. I think from you guys when we're talking ceiling, um, there's been games where he's just had to make plays to beat Denver, and I think that's where the ceiling comes in. But it's certainly not the expectation. Um, I'm also not sure how good this Denver team is. So I think we're going to find out this week. Yeah. I think we're kinda, I've been kind of waiting to see. I, I still think they're pretty good just because – I still think they're not, they're not going to make the playoffs. If they win this game, I think they will. Their schedule's brutal down the stretch, and they're not good. They still have yeah. an elite defense. Yeah. Um, I, I guess if you're saying that you think Tennessee or Houston's going to get in then? Uh, sure. I don't know the whole or playoff. The, or the Ravens, maybe? They finished Patriots, Chiefs, Miami. Raiders. I think Miami sucks, but <laughs> you you don't think they could beat Oakland and Kansas City yet? I don't. I think they can beat Oakland. I think they can beat Oakland. I don't think they can beat Kansas City. In Kansas City, Kansas City's defense is too good. Denver's offense is bad. They should have beaten Kansas City two weeks ago, but that's for another podcast. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You had to be. Really chubbed up watching Tom Monday night though. From the highlights I saw, he looked like it's winning time. He looks he looks great up and had one bad play. <laughs> I just meant the the attitude, yeah, and the intensity. Absolutely, he he looked like. <clears throat> Listen, this is when we make our run. We're, yeah. we're going to get the top seed. Playoffs are coming through Foxborough. It's kind of what you expected. What I told you guys last week: it's a Monday night game um, against an AFC opponent. A big game to get the top. Top position in the AFC. I mean, that's kind of when he shines. So. I think that game last week was more important to them than this week is, though. They really needed that one last week. They did. They did. I mean, but with that being said, they're still playing for the top seed, and I think they know it's important for them to have home field advantage because I don't know that they're that good that they can go on the road and beat um, beat Kansas City. Yeah, it's so weird to it's say. Weird to say. <laughs> it's weird to say, but I, I, I don't think the Patriots can go into Kansas City Kansas and beat Alex Smith and the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, it's really weird. But I, I, I feel that way. Um, Kansas City seems like they have the kind of the prototype to beat them, don't they? I mean, they have the pass rushers. They can get to the quarterback with four guys. Um, yeah. the secondary's good. Yeah. That's that's too much time spent talking about. The Patriots, but um, what's your expect expectations from Kenneth Farrow? Uh, I think you were probably pleasantly surprised that you got him. I was. Um, I made sure I'd, I wanted two guys, Rudolph and Farrow. I made sure I put in more money than Fegley had. Made sure if anyone else, the other guys, wanted to go get him, they could go get him. But wanted to make sure at least uh, you had more money than sure. I did. Um, I put in ten for Rudolph and fifteen for Farrow. Um, Spegley had eight, I believe. And we all know Spears wasn't paying attention, so. Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure those are the two guys I wanted. I got, ended up getting them both. And my expectations are better than Devontae Booker. That's not hard. It's not hard. So, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, someone that's going <clears> to <throat> put up more than Devontae Booker. Ed, question for you. Is Devontae Booker the next David Johnson? Absolutely not. <laughs> He stinks. He's really bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to say that yet. I should be. I think the Broncos' offensive line is atrocious. And that's part of it too. But yeah, this this guy looks timid. He looks every bit of Monty Ball. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he he's not he's not it. He's not the <laughs> answer. Um, obviously, I was excited early in the year. You get a. You hit on a handcuff, you think it's going to be a top guy, and he, he's just not a, a difference maker. Um, yeah, and you got to be a little worried about Ajayi this week, too. So The thing with Devontae Booker is he, he's 
It's so much like Latavius Murray in the fact that he's not good. <laughs> he's not going to have the touchdowns to save him like Murray does. I mean, you don't think, you don't think Murray's good? Huh? You don't think Murray's good? No, his yards per carry is terrible. He has awful vision. He runs into people. <laughs> he, he doesn't know how to get skinny. He's just gigantic and runs straight up and down. He's not a good running back, but he gets saved by touchdown numbers. He gets saved and by run. a ridiculous amount of volume, too. <laughs> they were down what were they down Thursday night and they were still just giving him the ball over and over again alright who has a better week in terms of points Mike Evans or Lev Bell good question right this is a good question thanks um, Cincinnati's kind of been Lev Bell's kryptonite here Really? Um, they've injured him the last three times they played in. Oh, and you know Burfick's coming for <laughs> it this week because he didn't get to play against them last time uh, earlier this year. Bell came out and said they will not hurt me this time oh. earlier this week. Um, that's not a challenge for Vontaze, is it? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the wrong thing you want to yeah. say to a team like this yeah. who has nothing really to play for. Um, nothing to play for except a spot in the jail cell. <laughs> that's what Burfick's playing for right now. I, I guess the answer has to be Bell, though, just because he's... He's going to touch the ball 30 times. They're just going to give him the ball. So, I mean... his Speaking of ridiculous volume, Eddie, you had to love watching that game in the snow last week. Phenomenal. We were five rows off the field. And this is the <clears> second <throat> time I've seen Bell play. The first time I saw him play was when he got hurt against Cincinnati in that week. Week 15 or week 16, but being this close and watching the way he runs, it's crazy. Like, he takes the handoff skipping. He does. He never is running downhill. He takes the handoff skipping and hopping, and it looks like he's going to get plowed down for like a six-yard loss, and it, it's just amazing to watch, especially in person. Give me a whole new respect for, for what he does. He's really good. I forget if it was the – I think it was the third touchdown. He basically walked. Yeah, he sure did. And they just had a string of blockers in front of him. The the blockers with his running style just seems to completely fit. I think that's part of it too. Yeah, I mean, if you can stay on guys, that's all you need to do. They don't have to do anything flashy. They don't need to knock guys down the ground. Just a hat on a hat, and he's going to find the crease. It's kind of the opposite of what I just said about Latavius Murray. How he just runs full speed ahead and plows into whatever's in front of him. His own colored helmet and everything. Bell's savvy enough to run around his own guys, so it works well. Are you at all worried about Vontae's perfect this week? No. Honestly? No. I would be. <laughs> I am. That guy's obviously, there. he's not all there. Shane's afraid of him right now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that looks, he has nothing to, to really live look for. forward to, live for. Um <laughs> If he could go out there and... No, no career to fall back on after football. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's nothing going forward in his life besides football right now. Um, he's just the kind of guy that be like, all right, I'll, I'll go out and try to hurt somebody. So He's like, oh, I could be in the record books if I murder Le'Veon <laughs> Bell on the field this week. So, that would be... Who wins? T-Bag versus the Clan. T-Bag. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and pick T-Bag out of respect for Anthony, so. If you asked me this last week, I would have said I was gonna win by 50. I think I win by 10. This week. I do think it's gonna be pretty close. But, he needs, he needs two touchdowns tonight from someone. We're gonna, we're gonna pretty much know by the end of the night, I think. If he's Whether it's a ball game or if you're gonna be cruising into... Losing your second straight title. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Which is why it won't be close, because he's not going to get much tonight, I don't think. This game has a really poor pace right now, it just feels like. Yeah, and my ESPN app is not working. I don't know if anyone else is. No, I don't. The scores are not updating, yeah, so it's making me mad. I don't care about the but The rest of us aren't checking it. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked to see if I got that dude that I picked up, so... Some guy you that did. the yeah I know some guy that the Browns dropped and or no, the Cowboys dropped and the Browns picked up. So, welcome to the squad, Darius Jackson. <laughs> Keeper value. Yeah, maybe on this team. 
Gurley might not be a keeper. So, all right. Um, the matchup I think everyone is waiting for: Ice Cream versus Park, round three. Don't know who won the first two. I'm sure you can tell me. I think they split. All right. We'll start off with uh, the ice cream. I feel like Zeke Elliott's due for a monster here. Um, But I also feel like there's some potential that while Prescott's in there right now, he could turn into Gurley 2.0, and they're just going to see these stacked boxes. Uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Sounds awful. That was one of the first things I noticed in that Eagles Cowboys night game. Um, the arm talent's just not there, and the other problem is I don't feel like he can see past ten yards past the line of scrimmage. Like his deep ball stinks. So, so I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Sorry. Nah, that's a, I mean I'm good. Well, I was wrong. Spears took both in the regular season. Um, I'm sure. Hard to beat a team three times. 1.2 point victory in the last meeting. 116.2 to 115. So. What do you think about Zeke this week? Tough matchup. Tough matchup. Tampa Bay's uh, been real solid. Defense has been playing. They need this one, though. Outstanding. He's easily their best player. Doesn't it kind of have that feeling... Like, Dallas loses this one. Controversies there. It doesn't Things just never seem to go as planned. You sounded a lot like Chris Collins right there. <laughs> it, it just kind of has that feeling to me. Lose this one now. I mean, we're talking about Tony Romo this week. <laughs> it just has that feeling to me, man, where something's going to go wrong for Dallas. I mean, they're going to start... Not playing well. You saw the signs last week. Tampa Bay's hot right now. And they need it. And they need it. I think it's going to be a down week for Zeke Elliott. Which is why I never even answered the last question, but the Mike Evans lady on the bell. I would lead Mike Evans because it's it's J-Boo winning time, man. Jameis Winston, time for him to shorter the team, go out and get a big dub. I'm not sure if he's a good quarterback at all. But he is a good football player, and he's a good leader. I know that. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sold that he's he, a great. He reminds me. He reminds me of young Big Ben. So, but Ben turned into being a very good quarterback at home. So, <clears throat> <laughs> way uh, off topic. I was talking about this over the weekend because the my buddy that I went to New York to visit and go to the game with is a huge Bucks fan. What if Alshon Jeffrey landed there? I mean, they need it too. Jeffrey and Evans together? That'd be uh, pretty formidable. Kind of gives you the feel of Jeffrey opposite Marshall. I think Stein would own both pieces of the Bucks <laughs> receiving core next year <laughs> if that happened. I think Jeffrey would be kept. Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right, next question for Spears. Will the Chicago Bears' patheticness hurt him this week with Rodgers and Jordy Nelson? Nope. (laughs) Sure won't. (laughs) No, it will not. Uh, (laughs) The the Packers know they can't run the ball. (laughs) 
Are you sure? Ty Montgomery's good. They don't want to run the ball. <laughs> They're going to let Rodgers throw three touchdown passes and 350 yards. But one of them's got to go to Jordy, right? And one of them has gone to Jordy <laughs> every week. So, I mean, it's just been kind of what happens. Rodgers throws <clears throat> a touchdown to Nelson and Spears wins. Yeah. That's kind of... It's kind of been the formula. I mean, it, he's got a touchdown in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games this year. At least one touchdown. Um, yeah, it's gonna happen. Eddie, what do you think? I think that the Bears are getting better. I think this, I think Matt Barkley is getting better. I think that the Packers defense still stinks. I don't care what they've done the last week or two. They're still not good. So I don't think that I, – I, I know what you're trying to do with the question, taking Rodgers and Jordy out. But like like Shane said, what are they going to do, hand it to Montgomery 20 times? Yeah, no, I don't necessarily think that. I just – I don't know. I just thought that he's obviously needed – Wilson? <clears throat> he's needed and relied on big games from these two guys, uh, Rodgers and Nelson. And I don't think that there is a necessity <clears throat> um, for Nelson to be a big contributor this week. So, game time temperature is supposed to be like zero degrees, I think, in that game. What was the flag? Um, Give him the first down. There. Oh, all right. It was not Graham. I thought. It was well, you guys. No, yeah, cold. but I just heard Fagley Schmeichel's Luke Wilson scored a touchdown. No, we saw it. How did you? Yeah, I didn't know what the flag was on the fourth and one play. Defensive holding. Oh, of course. Ed, yeah, you talked about Green Bay's defense being bad. Is Matt Barkley a start in FanDuel this week? He sure wasn't last week. <laughs> there were no, there was no, there was no quarterback start. We all should have just left. It took a zero. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. We actually ended up doing well with the guys. We, yeah. I mean, just putting out the the cheap guys. Yeah. Because there really wasn't a good value play. And that's why Snorm won because that's what he does when no one else scores. He he's like the smartest dude on the short bus <laughs> in the league. Shout out to you, Snorm. <laughs> um, when will Cooks bounce back? <laughs> well, it's not this week. It's not going to happen. So <clears throat> I think it's it's got to be this week. Um, Arizona pass defense not great. Run defense is pretty good. Pass defense not very good. So I think there's there's a good chance for Cooks to put up a decent week this week. But if he doesn't. I mean, I, I think I said a couple weeks ago, I think I, I was happy when I saw Spears acquire him just because he's the kind of guy that could really put up some bad weeks. He, he has the potential to go off, but he has potential to put up three, four points in a week, and that can really kill you. I think the uh, one of the last times I was on, I missed last week. Maybe it was after the Detroit game. I think I said that it was, seemed like it was Drew Brees' spaghetti arm time. And he's gone six interceptions, no touchdowns in the last two games, and he's been terrible. Eight points and 4.5 points in the last two matchups. So, if Cooks can't bounce back until Brees starts throwing it to his own guys. Um, and that leads, I mean, leads right into Sure starting Brees. I mean, I think it's scary. Who else are you going to start? <clears throat> I'm not saying he should be starting someone else. I'm okay. Saying you're not, you don't have the Drew Brees you were hoping you had in the playoffs right now it doesn't seem. Yeah, and it's nice for sure to be able to cancel out the Breeze or at least get a get a piece of that with ha- or Cooks with having Breeze. So if Cooks has a big game, it won't have as big of an impact in this one. Yeah, this game's indoors <clears> and the total's like fifty one or something or fifty. There's gonna be some points in this one. The total was fifty last week in that in their game. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay's defense is much yeah. better than than Arizona, especially pass defense. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm I'm not too worried about it. All right, let's move over to Scherz's team. Um, we talked about Tom Brady's ceiling. I want to know how high is David Johnson's ceiling going up against New Orleans in Arizona? A <laughs> hundred. <laughs> Realistically. Forty-five. <laughs> That's such a big number. Ceiling? 
<laughs> no, I know. You I can't know. see him putting up. No, I know. It's just such such a big number. Forty five oh. is ridiculous. I mean, gotta figure he's getting in the end zone twice, right? You would think. I I think he's probably gonna catch ten balls. Yeah, he's, he's probably getting in the end zone twice. I probably. know Michael Floyd's not catching him. Two hundred, all purpose. <laughs> I figured his ceiling somewhere around forty. Realistic number. I was going to say 38, so. Best is, game this year is 34.3. Grounds for dismissal if you don't have him in. <laughs> I think I'll have him in. He's Thanks. in my, he's in my line right now. Thanks, I hope you're being honest because you played the. <laughs> last last, last week I was week. trying, to, trying to throw a nice little fade out there for you guys. Hoping you guys took the bait and you did. Yeah. The sad part is I think Ed had him in. I didn't. <laughs> I put him in because you told me. Everyone should have them in. So, <laughs> <clears throat> question: We talked a little bit about the Bears when we were talking about Spears' team. Um, is Jordan Howard a long-term, legit player in this league, or is this kind of like the guy that filled in this week or this year for the Bears' running game? I don't think I I don't think they need to move away. That wasn't where I was trying to go with this. Sorry. Should we value him next year as like a keeper? Like, not necessarily as a keeper, but should he be valued as a high-rated player for next year, or should we have some reservations? Sorry. Well, I think you still have to have some reservations. You got to see what the rest of the team looks like. I mean, I don't think he's an elite back. You're okay with having elite backs on bad teams, I think. Um, so if he's not an elite back and he's kind of mid-tier, if the rest of the team stinks, it kind of makes you shy away from him. So I think there's a lot of question marks that have to be filled in before we can truly value him. Um, but I think he's I think he's decent. I think he's pretty good. Um, just kills him, like I said, that he's not on a good football team. Um, if he was on a good team, I, I think he'd have some real curious... Uh, keeper value. Um, I think sure is probably going to go ahead and obviously he's keeping David Johnson and he's probably going to keep I'm guessing Odell again. I, d- I don't know. Um, it's going to be tight. He's going to have a hard time fitting Odell in I think in the budget. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting but the next guy on, on the list is probably probably Howard. Yeah, it's not Sproles. So, I'm not sure Sproles will be able to feed himself ever again after last <laughs> week. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly not Sproles. Yeah, it's it's probably got to be Jordan Howard's next option. <laughs> I don't think I'd be too upset about keeping Howard. No. Um, Can't be worse than Gurley. Shown that he can. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the Rams just went for it on fourth and nine from the, their own. <laughs> Johnny Hecker throw a pass that oh, was, was a fake punt. Okay. Yeah. Even if he would have called it, he would have been three yards short of the first down marker. Yeah, this is bad. Um, At least it wasn't returned for a touchdown. That's so. true. That is true. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd be too displeased with Keevan Howard. I think he's pretty good. What were you laughing about with my Sproles comment? Oh, funny. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, is Tyler Eifert the top tight end now with Gronk out on a week-to-week basis? Sure seems that way. He is a touchdown machine. Yes, yes he is. I think so. All right. Well, I was gonna ask you guys then to rank the uh, who I consider the top four tight ends with Gronk out. I might be missing someone though. Uh, Eifert, Reed, Olsen, Kelsey. Am I miss? Does Walker belong in there, or are those four better than Walker? And am I missing anyone else? I think I can agree with that list. I might slide Walker in over Olsen. I thought thought you were going to say Ladarius Green. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll I'll agree with that list. 
Can we rank them? Or is that the order? Where's Ke- I mean Kelsey's got to be with if Kelsey's Reed was, higher than if Olsen. Reed was fully healthy, I think I'd have him at one. Yeah, but he's not. I agree. He's not obviously <clears throat> fully healthy, so I think Kelsey's better than Olsen too. Yeah, and, and I'd actually give you Walker over Olsen. I think I agree with that now. Olsen Olsen hasn't been good, but I'm not sure it's all his fault. On a, if we were ranking them on talent, yes, it does. Oh, okay. I thought this was a fantasy show. That's what. <laughs> no, it's just ca- combine show. Pro pro scouting combine, your tool. I've officially been a dick and a tool in the last two shows I've done. <laughs> All right, enough ranking tight ends. Who wins? Park versus ice cream. This is what everyone came for. We're not Mike Mayock. <laughs> And Todd McShay. Alright. We really don't know anything <laughs> between the three of us. Who wins the the best matchup of the year so far? Um, I'll take... It's tough. We ask the hard-hitting questions on this show. Give me sure. And I think the only reason why is because Gore's against Minnesota. And Olsen's been bad, so I think that's two, two matchups we can win. These are, kind of sp- these are the two best teams left. Um, and I'm going to go off the wall here and say sure, and it's not close. I think he wins by a lot. And it's going to be about at least 25. I like his matchups. I think Breeze and Johnson put up monster weeks. And I don't know that Spears is going to get anyone that puts up a monster week besides Rodgers. Have you ever thought that Drew Breeze wouldn't put up a monster week? <laughs> yes, I actually said I would be real worried about him last week at Tampa Bay. I was the one who said that. Said it was outdoors. He doesn't play well outdoors on the road. Especially. Yeah. You also told us there's going to be 51 points at home against Detroit. Oh yeah, I forgot that I was the only guy in the NFL universe that thought that that game was going to be high scoring. Yeah, Ed, don't get salty with us because you made the wrong call on the quarterback yeah, that week. Just because we played Stafford and you played Breeze, now all of a sudden you got to get mad at us. I agree though, man. Shane's always just coming at you <laughs> and ripping you up and down. Never. So, I mean, I missed, in 14 weeks, I've missed two shows, and that's the first you've ever said something bad about Breeze, so. I did. That's because we, we don't talk about him when he's not playing at home. We don't, <laughs> we don't really care. Um, all right, I guess I have to pick a winner. Troy Spears, as a baseball coach, always says that the game rewards people that do things the right way. Sure's going to get rewarded this week for doing things the right way. <laughs> Troy, you're not going to get rewarded. Um, I like what Sure did last year, and this is what I'm talking about. Uh, went out, sold, and then worked the wire as hard as he possibly could and actually made his team into a team that was actually playoff caliber last year. Got the extra $24, came into the draft, had a great draft, and... Uh, Made some nice acquisitions at the deadline, getting Howard and even Sproles was a decent acquisition for the prices that were being thrown around. Um, He just hasn't seemed to take the easy way out in this league so far. So he's going to get rewarded. Um, And we're going to have Schur and Stein in the championship. So that's where I think things are going to be going. I sure hope so. And I, I said that I thought Sher would win last week. So you did say it was going to be one of us too. Yeah, so you're sitting pretty. My uh, my prediction <laughs> down the tube in week one. It's because you let a person like Butler control that. I didn't. Wildly inconsistent. 
I know he was wildly inconsistent, but I his just whole life is wildly inconsistent. <laughs> that's Kev's motto. That's it's kind of his mantra. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um, we got any time for bold predictions? We got a couple minutes here. I I have, I have nothing prepared, <laughs> um, but I will take uh, Cap top ten quarterback this week. I will take. Just because Eddie's here, Drew Brees is your number one fantasy quarterback this week. I'll take Drew Brees for a stinker. Alrighty. Drew Brees number one, you said? Wow. Um, Alright, Ty Montgomery, top ten running back this week. What? That is bold. Top ten? What he he had a great game last week. Am I missing something? That's bold. Why is that bold? Because he might only get six carries. Starks hasn't practiced yet this week. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to make a bet with you on Sunday on how many carries Montgomery's gonna get. Tevin Coleman, multi touchdown game. Nice. Like leading leading RTS to the title. Is that what you were going to say? Huh? Is that what you were going to say? What? Leading RTS to the title game? No. Oh. We need it. I got you, Ed. Robbie Anderson. <laughs> over this six, guy. Over 60 yards and a score. <laughs> for the people listening to the podcast that don't know, uh, Robbie Anderson's a receiver for the Jets. Keep your eyes on that one this week. <laughs> Keep your eyes on that one. There's no way I'm putting them in our lineup. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm requesting my money back if you do. <laughs> and I will also say that you want your money back too. Jeremy Macklin over 60 yards and a touchdown this week. Who are they playing? Tennessee. All right, re-kill three touchdowns this week. <laughs> All right, it's that time of the day, Ed. Two for one. You want him? I got him. Let's go. <clears throat> Tampa Bay plus seven at Dallas. Already spoke on it. Big one for Tampa Bay. J Boo gets it done. J Boo. Yeah. I like the Giants. <laughs> They're tough. That was a big win Sunday night. That they played a terrible game, but they still snuck it out. Yeah. Their their offense is <laughs> awful. Yeah, pretty pedestrian. <laughs> Just not a whole lot going on in the running game. <laughs> yeah. If you don't let Odell Beckham catch the slant and run for sixty yards, you beat them. I'm not sure you can stop him from doing that, though. That's the problem. All right. All right. Um, I guess that wraps up. Just another outstanding finish to the show. I get focused on something else and can't close up. So, um, semifinals are here. It's a fun time. Looking forward to finding out who the uh, who the two are that are playing for the title. Trying to figure out uh, who I'm going to be giving the trophy to come January. So, uh, Shane, I know you're hoping it's you. Three other guys hoping it's them. Should be, I think something something weird's going to happen this weekend. I feel like it's time. It usually does in the playoffs. Yeah. Usually it doesn't just go as straightforward as you think it's going to. Um, hoping it works out in my favor. But uh, otherwise, we'll probably turn this terrible football game off and put on some uh, Knicks Warriors tonight. So, signing off for the Week 15 semifinal podcast. I'm your host, Commish Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski. Thanks to Eddie Misham and Shane Stein for joining. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week for the championship round.